This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the High Hopes Podcast. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo! It is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast, Jack. What? I would like to per- I would like to personally thank Brad Miller for not making this a death march of a podcast. I was like dreading. The pot, not I'm never dreading this particular pod, but dreading talking about this baseball team. I was not excited to hear you try and make me be happy after they somehow I lost would, two I, and saying it, something like they're only four and a half out or whatever crap you were gonna say. Thank you, Brad Miller. What a win! First time they come back from a seven run deficit since 2010, Jack. Well, and Brad's now, this, I don't know if it's 100% right, but I did see it somewhere, but um. Um, it was the first time in Philly's franchise history that they hit, they've hit a walk-off grand slam from behind in extra innings in franchise history. That's a lot of words. It's a lot of words, but apparently that's what it is. So I don't okay. know. I mean, listen, sure. listen, yeah. Do you hey, listen. Feel like real quick, real quick. Do you feel like with everything now, I think we talked but like with like, I mean, now he's hurt and really just an opener, but with like every Jacob deGrom stat, it was like, Jacob deGrom is the first pitcher since 1993 to do this, 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 and that. It's like, I feel like every situation in baseball now, there's a stat for Oh, it. yeah. Well, it's crazy. So, so honestly, James, I'm just going to, let me just, can I just go through my emotions today? Sure. I, I can't wait to hear your emotions. So here's, Please, here's yeah. my emotions today, okay? I wake up. I start thinking. I feel like there should be like a um a PSA before this, like warning to people, like going through a day of Jack Fritz. Woke up, got out of bed, <laughs> dragged the comb across my head. Across my head. Um, is that one of the songs that you're singing to your daughter, by the way, before while you're no. putting her oh, to bed? No, oh yes, so I told you to ask. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, no, much more in the hush little baby. Oh, okay. Right. I yeah. guess like, have they updated those songs yet? Like, no. they, they haven't updated no. since our, our childhood. No. no, no. So they're like the videos, like the YouTube stuff. They've got like their own made-up songs to the same tunes. Right, like that stupid that Baby Shark yeah. or whatever. Well, that's it. That's a that's a phenomenon. No, it's not. But it's a phenomenon. It's the only that's reason the Nationals won the World Series. So no, it's not. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, no, same stuff. Hush, little baby. Sing a little uh, Baby Beluga sometimes is a oh, classic. Nice. Baby Last night we were singing yeah, Baby Beluga. So yeah. so could I, so no one no one's listening to this podcast besides me and you, right? 
<laughs> no, they better not be. I right. mean, right? It's we just, didn't start recording. Yeah, right? it's just us talking. I didn't, right. <laughs> I didn't begin to record. So, so sometimes, so yeah. So a day in Jill, the life of Jack Fritz, but today the day in the life. No, but hold on. This this is just us talking. This is not being recorded. Oh, okay, no one, okay, no, good, good, no, good, one good. no one's listening besides us. Good. So Jill, like Jill sometimes calls me a baby beluga. Because she thinks that I have, like, she thinks, like, she thinks I'm, because I have the gut and everything. So, like, I have the gut. <laughs> and you're like a white whale. Yeah. I like it. And, like, she'll start calling, she'll start singing Baby Beluga. So, that's the only reason why I know the song Baby Beluga. <laughs> you don't have to qualify it. It's okay, buddy. You're a Baby yeah. Beluga stan. You're a Raffi stan. It's yeah, okay. That's exactly right. So, uh, no one else is listening to this podcast. So, that was, that was, yeah. uh, no one, yeah. yep. That's good. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway, it better, it better not be a day in the life of Jack Fritz because bum, 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 bum. <sighs> I woke up today and boy, was I feeling hopeful. I was, yeah. I, uh, yeah, was... I think I saw a tweet from you that was like, today's going to be a great day. Yep. One of those. Yep. yep All yep, about yep. positivity today. So yep. I went on a run like I usually do. Uh, and I beat, I got, I had, I ran a seven forty five mile. So I got under eight minutes, which was a good goal for me. Um, and I was just in a good mood. You know, I was very happy. I was excited. Um, even though I did, I, I feel like I'm never going to leave this, this station. Um, I've been here since nine forty five, So, um, it, <laughs> it's been a long day, but I woke it's up. It's been a long day for you. I woke up thinking about winning two and, and John Gray and Daniel Bard being in a Phillies uniform by the end of the day. Sitting here, a uh, little hectic pregame. There was some stuff going on that I was worried about, but we got the we got the game on the air, so everything was fine. Game goes on the air. Bo- yeah, you weren't the only one, by the way. Forgetting just the game getting on the air, I think a lot of us were worried that this game, these games, were not going to happen today. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Um, some could some would say that these teams need some shots in the arm, but um, <laughs> but uh, yes, yes, but yeah. So the the games go off. It's it's Wheeler Scherzer. I I am so mad at at AJ Preller for not doing the uh, trade before the game. So I had to deal I mean, with the Scherzer like, one really? last time. Like, it wasn't even before the end of the second game. It's like really. Yeah, yeah, just an absolute absolute joke. But um, so obviously we're going through the game. It's a freaking disaster. It felt like a loss within the second inning. I was like, oh, they got no shot. And like just their their general effort just pissed me off. It was like, come on, like you're you're trying to prove to the front office that you're just des- you're deserving of being a team that they can trust and buy on. And they came out flat, and they came out like a team that was embarrassing. And I was embarrassed to be a Phillies fan. I was down. I was out. Didn't want to watch. But, obviously, had to watch Game 2. Game 2 starts off horrible. Chris Sanchez can't make through the first inning of the game without being rocked. <laughs> Brogdon comes in and gets rocked. And all I'm thinking about is I want to go home, I want to go home, I want to go home, I want to go home. And then they start scraping and clawing their way back into the game. <laughs> and I just had this weird feeling they were going to win. Um, they made it even mid- with two outs in the seventh. You're still feeling it there. Well, no, because it was, we, we know who was at the plate at that point. And I, yes, um, yes. and I was not trusting and now about the Aaron Nola walk. I mean, what is going on here? I mean, biggest, I mean, biggest walk by a Phillies pitcher in teams in team history. I don't, Oh, no question. Yeah. I can't no think question. of another example. And like, no man, the only person that is off the hook for, for me, this podcast is Bryce Harper. For, for leaving that game, he was going to—I I was furious, furious for most of the game. Um, but thank God Brad Miller came through. Everything's fine. Bye, bye, bye. 
Bye. Um, I mean, like, I wish that I could say, oh, coming back from 7 nothing, winning on a walk-off Grand Slam, this will drive them. Yep. This is the launching point they needed. We haven't said that all year. This we've been waiting we've for been the waiting moment. For. Oh, man. What we've been was, waiting for. I mean, where were you when Brad Miller saved the season and Andrew McCutcheon saved the season and Luke Williams saved the season and so on and so forth, right? I don't know, James. Where were you? Because I was there for all of them and I lived and died. Like, dude, today was like such a microcosm of like just this Phillies team and just baseball in general. Like this sport can just make you feel... <laughs> so bad and so worthless and feel like you're wasting your time and then they do that and it makes it just like i feel like i feel like in dumb and dumber where 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 um uh, uh lloyd goes out and buys the the whatever the cart thing it comes back and and they go you know just when i thought you couldn't be any dumber mm-hmm. you go out and do something like this and totally and redeem totally yourself. Redeem That's this Phil's baseball team, baby. Oh, I just, you know, I'm so, I'm so glad. You know, 51 and 51, even Steven. All they do is stay 500. <laughs> That's all they do. That's all they do. They found a way to do it yet again in the most dramatic fashion. <sighs> Can they go make the trades to put this team right there? Yeah, they're nothing if not consistent, right? All right, let's let's get into let's it. Let's do get, it. Let's let's do it. That's why we're here, Jack, because we were gonna be here even if they didn't come back from a seven-run deficit. Thank God they did. Now let's uh, let's get into it. We're Perfect doing it. Trade deadline. What were you say? Nothing. I just want to make sure we're doing it. I gotta make sure we're doing it. All Perfect right. trade deadline. All right, I'll give you mine first. Nothing. Wow. This team is- no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know what's funny? You know what's funny is let's just say if they had not won that second game, that was my plan. Come on and say, Jack, nothing. How about this? Can we do a a Wheeler to the Giants for Luciano type package? That's where my head was at before the comeback. Yeah, yeah. Don't um, what, what, what a win. And I'm with you too because like I was sitting here, I was sitting here, and second game was going on. <laughs> Phil's down seven nothing. And, uh, and I'm just like, really, do I, do I really want to buy here? And I, and am I letting the Brad Miller grand slam cloud my judgment of this baseball team? I am. I think, I mean, here's the thing. If they lost game two and they, cause what are they four out or are they three and a half out? Uh, let me check while you're talking. I'll look. Whatever they're, if they lose that second game, I think they're five out, um, heading into tomorrow. And it's just like. It's so yeah, so I would guess four. Yep. Oh no, they're three and a half out. Right. So they would have been. So they would have been four, or I guess four and a half. Well, I'm not sure how that works. Well, they had to make up two today, so they lost. Yeah. No. So they're four back heading into game two. If they lost game two when they were down seven nothing, it would have been four, four and, and a half, half, and now they're three and a half. Yeah. Right. 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 So they, if they're four and a half out heading into tomorrow, like it's just so hard to to sell to the front office. Like go in, go in, go in. Like you're two games under five hundred, and then you got to really go in because you look at them and you're saying to yourself, they're clearly not good enough. And listen. You and I both, for as for as happy and, and positive and whatever we are, like I, no, both of us also know the sport well enough to know the Phillies clearly aren't good enough to really like win the whole thing or, or yeah, do well, anything. especially when like the Padres are trading for Max Scherzer yeah. and the Yankees are adding Rizzo and Gallo and this and that. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, like we know the Phillies aren't good enough, and and, and we get that. It's just like I, I got just another. For me, it comes down to this: it would be another half a season. 
that just doesn't matter. It's, it's not even half a season. It's another 60 games that doesn't matter. And they're three and a half games out. We haven't had Phillies playoff baseball in a, a, a decade if they don't make it this year. But what they could do is have a chance at a five-game series where you have one of the best pitchers in the sport and and the NL Cy Young, you know, in the mix. You have him going at least in one of those games. You have Bryce, who is... Bryce is having a weird season because you look at the counting stats and they're good. I mean, he's... he's, he's well, and the, the, the percentages are good, too. Like, the slugging, the OBP, like, they're good. Yeah, he's a 300, 400, 500 guy right now. <laughs> no, I know. And he's running, too. He's stealing bases. Yeah, but it's just, it's just weird because... There's also the power, the lack of the power, no RBI. Right, because it, it does feel, not that it, it feels empty in a way. Like it be, obviously the, the the counting stats are good, but there's been something missing. I feel like with him. Um. So, but but nonetheless, you would think that if he can keep those numbers up, you have Bryce hitting there. Reese is having his best season, I think, as a pro. Uh, McCutcheon's been on unbelievable. Gene Segura's having an All Star type season. Like if they make the playoffs, anything can happen. It's just. To punt at a deadline again where you're three and a half out and you're 500 just wouldn't sit well with me. I don't know how far they want to go in or any of that stuff. Um, they're obviously flawed. They're obviously not a, an amazing baseball team. And selling pieces, sure. Like, they could get some prospects back that might help them in the future. I'm just talking as a Phillies fan and, and as someone that watches this team night in and night out like you do and a lot of our listeners do. Making the playoffs to me is very important. There's no way a top five payroll in the sport that has the talent that they do while inconsistent as they are or, you know, deathly consistent as they are. Um, <laughs> like, there's no reason for them to go a freaking decade without making the playoffs. So I just I hope that they I hope that they make a significant move tomorrow and, and, and try to go for it. I, I will be happy. I will be happy if they do that. I understand it would probably be smarter to sell some pieces because they're even if they make the playoffs, they're probably gonna lose. But I just I, I I can't be there right now. I can't be there right now. I need a shot at the playoffs. I need a shot to to like cause if they don't, they're gonna get drowned out by the Eagles. Like the the, the there's no one's gonna be talking about the Phillies. The ballpark's gonna continue to be to be empty as it goes down here. So I it it would be I need them to go in tomorrow. I need them to go in tomorrow. It's Dave Dombrowski time. Let's do it. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm, I agree with a lot of what you said. The the uh, the playoffs matter. I, you know, I think that when you have made the playoffs in a decade, when you're a franchise like the Phillies with the you know, lack of, of playoff, like frankly, playoff appearances you have in your, you know, 130 years of existence or whatever it is, I mean – it's it's less than ideal, you know, and anytime you get the opportunity to make the playoffs, it matters. And particularly with, like you said, the kind of apathy that's grown in this fan base, obviously not not us, not the high hopes, well, not the disease fans. I but, was but pretty apathetic point, in the like, second round, in yeah, the second game. The, the park is empty, man. The park is empty. And that that's a sign of apathy as much as as most things are. So I think it does matter. And I think it matters for the players on the team to the thing you've talked about many times, like they've committed to these guys you know, you have to show these guys that you are committed to them. Like, how do you expect them to fight for the rest of the season if you're not going to help them? I, I get that. I get all that stuff. And I do think that it does matter from a culture perspective. Winning matters. It matters to get to the playoffs. It matters to have that experience and all that. So, like, I do think all that matters. I want them to compete. 
but I'm definitely not going all in on this team. Like, I just can't. Like, how many times? Like, they had an opportunity to prove it to us time and time and time again, and particularly after the All-Star break, where we're like, all right, most important three weeks of the season, two and a half weeks, all NL East games, whatever, and they're sitting here the same freaking team. They had to have a walk-off grand slam in the bottom of the eighth in an extra inning game just to be at 500 right now. So, like, I can't go all in on this team. If I'm Dave Dombrowski, I'm being smart. I am looking at this situation saying, you know what, I'm going to add, but I'm going to add minimally comparative to what a lot of people want. I'm just not doing it. I'm not trading for Craig Kimbrell. I'm not trading for Chris Bryant. Like, unless the price on those guys for some reason is a lot less than than what the current market has been said that is out there, I can't do it. I can't go all in on this team, Jack. They're not good. They're average. They're a mediocre team. How much more baseball do we need to see to see them be more than that? Like that and look, with some help they can maybe win the division and I do think that matters. That's awesome. I'm in on it, but this team has not proven to me that they deserve me to like really truly go all in. So I'm playing it a little safer if I'm Dombrowski. Like, I can't go all in on this team. <sighs> I mean, I can't. How could you? What makes you think they're going to all of a sudden just start rattling off wins? They can't win more than five games in a row. I know. And I get it. And I know. I'm not like, well, <laughs> we'll see in my perfect offseason. But, like, <laughs> I, oh, God. Depending on, depending on what you view as all in, you know. Um, okay. All right. So, but, so like. But like, yeah, I mean, listen, dude, I'm not saying to like trade McAble. I'm not, I'm not trading okay. McAble. I'm not trading like those guys. Well, I'm not trading Alec Baum if that's a, a good barometer. I'll tra- I'll trade Spencer Howard just because I'm out on Spencer Howard. I don't think he's very good. I think he's a reliever long term. Like I've seen enough from him this season, particularly from a, you know, not just the the talent, but but the mentality from Spencer Howard that if they want to trade Spencer Howard and if you can get something legitimate for him, if there are teams that look at him as the top 100 prospect he was prior to this season and has been for a long time and not the guy who can't get into the third inning and keep his velocity up um, this season, then I would trade Spencer Howard in a second. Like I would trade guys like that, but I'm not giving up Bohm. I'm not giving up any of my low minors guys who are high level stuff. And you know, I'm, I'm probably not giving up price and stop personally like that. That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, and listen, I, like, I, I, the to- Tyler Anderson trade is a framework. The, the Tyler Anderson, oh, gross. like those type of trades, though. That's what I'm looking to do. Yeah, but I know that's, it's that's not an, ideal, but like an, that's what I'm doing. It's another, it's another just dipping your toes in the water. Well, what are you, what am I supposed to do? This team I don't is, know. it's not that go it's, all in. Oh, let's, let's go all in with this group. Yeah, but the, but uh, all right, disappointing they're, group. They're 500. <laughs> wow. They're 500. Jack, if they're and I know you're in the division, so you take advantage of it. If they were in any other division in baseball, we're not even but having so this conversation. So what? They're in this division. I know, I know, but we're talking about them as definitive sellers in any other division in baseball. They're right. like eight out, nine out in any other division in baseball. Like, yes, take advantage of that. I get that, but that just because you're three and a half back, you're not even like in first place. You can't go all in, especially when you think about the fact that the Mets are going to be making trades they're going to be adding to their team it's not like they're just not going to get any better so like yeah but their their ace is out Lindor's on the il <laughs> no i mean seriously what? i mean I'm just, I'm just being serious like i listen you can decide if i'm going all in i don't i'm not trading the farm for 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 everything i'm not it's like i'm not going all okay. in because all right. I, don't, I don't again i'm a prospect hugger that's like my <laughs> i hate giving up prospects so um i mean that's that's where i'm at but also i'm not 
like the Tyler Anderson move like pissed me off. I was like, really? That's that's our that's our big move is is Tyler freaking Anderson. I mean, like it just it does nothing for me. He's he's a fine back end guy, but I want more. I want more than Tyler Anderson. I will not be happy if they make another Tyler Anderson type move tomorrow. Okay. That, that's well, I, I want like two of those moves. I two. want like go get two of those types. Yeah, and then they guys. come here and they, they get blown up. More. They get, and we're not in good shape. They come Look, here the and get this that I'm going for are better than Tyler Anderson, but not way better than Tyler Anderson. Oh God. They're definitely right. better. They're definitely better. Let's get to it. Let's do it. Let's dive in. All right. I want to hear I, mean, I want to hear yours first because I okay, I, so I can yell at you. Mine yeah, because mine's simple. Mine is not, Ugh. you know, whenever we do these things. You know, you it generally is you going like way, way deep and telling me what prospects you're trading and all that. Like, yeah, that's I true. I, I don't know, but I'm I'm trading for two guys and then I'm adding I'm I'm adding two pitchers and a reliever and that's my perfect trade deadline. I'm trading the Twins for Ken Maeda. Guy's a good pitcher. Oh, I love and that. He's certainly better than Tyler Anderson. I think that's like Ken Maeda will be gotten at a relatively fair price. I would say, I would say maybe just slightly more than what you had to give up for Tyler Anderson, especially if you just say, all right, we'll take on the rest of that contract. And he's a good pitcher. I mean, Tyler, I mean, Ken Maeda is like, you know, in terms of right now abilities, like not much worse than Zach Eflin. Like he's a, a solid four for you. If you get Ken Maeda. Well, if you get so, the, if you get the, like I, this year's Ken Maeda, I think has just been off. I, I like well, no, but not like the last month and a half. He was off, and he's been really good. He's turned it around. Trust me, I just picked him up in fantasy, so that's why I know. I picked him up a couple weeks ago. He's been dealing for me. Like he looks good now. Maeda's turned it around. I agree. If this were a month ago, I would have been a lot more leery of it. But he's been pretty good. I'll try and pull up the numbers. No, uh, of, of exactly what he's done. But I like Maeda, and also Maeda's pitched in big games before. Like. I don't know. I just feel like that's a dude I can put out on the mound in a spot where I need a win and he's not going to implode, you know? So, and he's certainly light years better than Vinny and Matt Moore. So trade number one, I'm trading a similar ish package for Tyler and probably a little more for Kent Maeda. All right. Well, like, real, real quick, Kent Maeda's last five starts with a two one five ERA with a uh, one seventy six OBP. Thank you. Yeah. See, uh, I told you, I, I would, told you. And let me, let me, I'll re, I would love Kent Maeda. Just like, okay. Hey, we're off to a good start here. Well, and right. he's also he's he's owed only six million in the next two years, um. So I think that's wow, great. It's that little? Yeah, it's only three million. He's only three million wow. next year, and and three million in, in twenty twenty three. And what a good deal. And I think he's. I think I I I would <laughs> I would be very happy if they did that trade. All right, so we're off to a good start. Yeah, well, right, honestly, my... I was expecting worse. Thank you. See, I, I I I set expectations low, and then I go above them. You really have, it. pal. This is this is the most proud I've been of you in a while. <laughs> I know, I know. That's what Emily always says to do. Emily's always like, you got to set the expectations low. And then when you go past them, you think we could get Hansel Robles thrown into the trade as well, or or Taylor Rogers? I don't know how bad Rogers' injury is, but I would obviously, if I want to give up a little more for Taylor Rogers, I would yeah. I would certainly consider doing that. Um, and then I know this is a name that's gone around, but I actually like it. And I, I, I was not a fan of this guy at all coming into this season at all, but I've watched his last few starts again. I picked him up in fantasy. So there's a selfish reason for it. Beauty. But Mer- Merrill Kelly looks good this year. Mm. Like Merrill Ke- I, And again, I was not a fan, but I've been impressed with the outings I've watched. He's been going like six, seventh inning. Every time I've seen him pitch, you know, he's like six innings, two runs, seven innings, one run, like those kind of starts for the last month or so. Um, I don't love that one. If he is 
it seems like, you know, with his name going around the market that he might be someone who might cost more than he should. I'm not overpaying for Merrill Kelly, but if the, the price for Merrill Kelly is fair, I think if you bring in Maeda and Merrill Kelly, like all of a sudden that's five, like you can go to war with five guys. So that's, that's the crux of my, my trade deadline. And then I'm adding a reliever. Uh, I look, I, I, Joachim Soria is the name I'll throw out there, but it could be any of those type of guys. You've mentioned Daniel Bard. I'm sure we'll hear more about Daniel Bard when you get up. Um, but like a Joachim Soria guy, Ian Kennedy, I don't like as much as Soria, but Ian Kennedy, and not even as a closer. Yes, these guys are technically closers right now, even though they're on horrible teams and they don't really get that kind of use in those spots, or at least often. Um, but they have closed games before they give you options at the back end of the bullpen, and both guys give you a righty option to pair with Suarez, and you can kind of play those matchups a little bit later with two guys who can step in in kind of any spot there. So I'm coming out of this this trade deadline with two starters and a reliever who can pitch the back end of games for me. I feel pretty good about that, and, and I'm not giving up the farm to do that. Yeah, no, I think I think you actually did a very good job, and that was— <laughs> Wow. Well, that was that was more than I thought you were going to give me to be honest with you. Oh, good. All right. Again, Honestly, like expectations low. You had me you had me at at Kenta Maeda. You really <laughs> good. did. Good. You had so, me uh, had me at Maeda. Um uh, uh, ear, ear to ear right now, Jackie. Yeah, no. Ear. Listen, uh, honestly, that's perfect like and again, that's perfectly fine for me. Like if they do if they do whatever there, if you can if you can add another twins reliever, like I know Tyler Duffy's had a bad year, but I love that guy. And I do too. And it, look, Robles again, the Robles, Rogers, those guys have both saved games before. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't want Robles as my closer, but you know, those guys are good. They can get outs. That they can. That they can. So, um, all right. So I'm gonna do it. It's main it's event time. It, now it's the main event. Time. It's no showtime. No one came here for my perfect trade I deadline. I disagree. I think you did a good They're job. They're here for now. Yeah, I think I over delivered, and I, I'm I'm happy with my performance. But the the people came for your perfect yeah, trade deadline. Well, listen, let's be honest. I actually don't think mine's semi sexy, but it's not super sexy. Okay, uh, tell me first off. Tell me if you think these make sense, uh, prospect wise and player wise. Okay. I love that you did, dude. I knew you would. <laughs> I love that you did the prospects. Oh, come on, man. What do you, what do you think? I know. I know. I just, I'm saying I appreciate it. Like, this is amateur work. hour. Um, <laughs> That's me. Good. Yeah. Yes. Um, all right. I'm trading Moniac and Marshawn to the well, Diamondbacks. Hold on. Hold on. But... Quick, quick, quick. If, if, if we're fake trading Mickey Moniac, quick moment of silence for our favorite Philly. Oh, it would be, it would be a sad day. But I just, you know, they brought up, like, like, Honestly, I'm just reading the tea leaves here. Like they brought him up. They like Odubel's been terrible for a month, and they couldn't even give him a start. Like, and he's been breaking at AAA. Like it just doesn't feel like he's really in their plans. You know what I mean? I do. Yeah. So it's a shame. I, I'm just reading the tea leaves here and just seeing if I can get good value for him. So all uh, right. So the Diamondbacks. I'm trading Moniac and Marshawn to the Diamondbacks for Merrill Kelly. I am. I am. Oh, so I'm this. I did not think you were a Merrill Kelly guy. He doesn't seem like you're kind of pitcher. Yeah. So I like him because he will give you at least five innings and he'll keep you in ball games. And he is under contract until uh, 2024. So you would have him for three years after this. Yeah, that's huge. That is, and and that is something you know. We try to, uh, and look, who knows, you know, whether he's just blowing smoke or not. But, but reading into the Dave Dombrowski quotes from this past weekend, when asked about the trade deadline, talk about the trade deadline, he did make it a point to say, like, we're not really looking for rentals here. Like, we're looking for guys who we can maybe have for a few years. So that would make sense from that perspective. Yeah, and his his curveball is 
disgusting. So. Nasty. Yeah. Dude, it's better this year than I've ever seen it. Yeah. Like he again, like uh, fantasy, but like I've watched like four Merrill Kelly starts in the last month plus, and I've been really impressed. Yeah, he's a, he's a very solid, consistent starter that I could slot in at number five and feel pretty good about it. So that's that's where I'm at with him. Now, here is my big move, okay? I am trading Spencer Howard, Casey Whoa. Casey Martin. Oh, you my guy. You trade my guy? Yes. Uh, Jalen Ortiz, which would hurt a lot. because so This is a big deal, whatever you're doing here. This is a big one. Jalen Ortiz, who has been unbelievable. at, at like, I... He is my favorite player in the whole system at this point. So I just love him. I've been hitting absolute tank shots. Um, if Twitter was around for the Ryan Howard uh, minor league experience, I feel like that's what I'm watching right now with Jalen Ortiz, but whatever. And Luis Garcia. whatever. And, and Luis Garcia, who. Ah, is, should we need to check in on Sal, make sure he's okay? Uh, we'll see. Uh, I hope Sal's fine. Two. The Baltimore Orioles for John Means and Paul Fry. Whoa! Wow! Bang. <laughs> so, what is Means under contract through? John Means, I I don't know if he's hit ARB yet, uh, but I know he's at, I know he's at least controllable. So you're doing this for for that is the point. So, so he it has feels three, he has like three it feels more... like a lot to give up for for I know Means is really good and has a a lot of a nice future and I love Fry Fry's nasty, but it feels like you're giving up a little more than you need to. But it's three years arbitration. It's three years until he hits arbitration. So. Oh, three years till he hits arbitration. So you've got him for like no 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 five no, six no 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 three years until he's an unrestricted free agent. Okay, all right. So yeah, I mean that is a while. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. But if you look at it, you know, kind of. Realistically, like Spencer Howard is whatever. Casey Martin, we like, but you know, he's not hitting well in sing low A or whatever. Jalen Ortiz is the first time he looked legit in forever. And Luis Garcia, I don't know. So I'm getting a I'm getting a high end two, I want to say, in John Means. And then I think Paul Fry is just disgusting. And you'd have Paul Fry for three more years after this as well. Yeah, Paul Fry is nasty. Yes, he is nasty. Like nasty. Now so I real quick because I'm interested in this because I've I obviously we you know I think a lot of people saw John Means throw the no hitter this year which should have been a perfect game um, can see how nasty the high end stuff is yeah but you just said a a a two you think John Means long term could could be a two in this league I think he's a two I don't I don't think he's an ace I think he's a two no I I know he's not an ace I thought he might be a three that's really why I asked. no I yeah. think I think well he's had his shoulder injuries a little bit here so he's kind of fallen off a little bit but I think. You know, I think he's in the two, the two discussion. Yeah, I don't, I don't, two, three, whatever. He's, it's the more, he's not a one. Like, that's not, you're not trading for a one by trading for him. But well, of course not. You're, that package is not of three years of control of a one. Like, right. that's, you know, right. agree. Yeah, so he's a solid two. Solid two, as John means. If, two, nine, four, you're on the year. Yeah, yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's pretty good. So, not too bad. That's my big move. And then, um, I was not, so, so real quick, what made you, because there's similar moves. What may, is it the control that made you go for the means fry package over the barred gray package? Because I know you tweeted about the barred gray package. Yeah, um, it's it's control for me. Like I, John yeah, Gray, because I mean Gray's a free agent at the end of the year, so right. like you tender him. But and if I'm gonna trade, if I'm gonna trade talent like Spencer Howard and the other guys I did in this deal, I want control. So I don't. Like I wouldn't. I personally, if I'm Dombrowski, I'm not trading Boehm or Spencer Howard for any rental, and I don't think they will either. 
Um, but I also want to get some high-end talent that can help for this year and going forward. So that's why I was more interested in this package than the John Gray deal. I'm really in on this trade. I would do it. Um, I, again, I think you might be able to get away with out including one of those guys, potentially. But in reality, when you think of three years of means control, three years after this year is the point? Yes. I mean, that's that's good stuff right there. Yeah. <laughs> that's good stuff. And yeah. that really fortifies your rotation. And you basically did the same thing conceptually I did. We both feel like two starters and a reliever is is the real what like minimum what you need, I feel like. I mean, look, they go one starter, two relievers and try and piece together and all that, but I feel like if you're really going to improve this team, they need to come out of this with a couple starters. Agreed. Agreed. So, um, yeah, I think starters are biggest thing, obviously, with the injuries they're having right now and having to start Christopher Sanchez today. Uh, starter is definitely a big concern, but the bullpen obviously is the bullpen. So um, to uh, also fortify my bullpen, I'm trading a prospect who I know you've never heard of, uh, DJ Stewart, who's having a really good year for Jersey Shore to the Pirates, and let's see if the Pirates actually take this trade, and Ben Charrington doesn't think he's some kind of warrior um, <laughs> for, for uh, stumping Dave Dombrowski. But I'm trading DJ Stewart for Chris Stratton. Um, he has he, Chris Stratton, I think, is in the 98th percentile in fastball and curveball spin, um, and I feel the Pirates always mess up with that kind of stuff. So, And his ERA is still in like the high twos right now. So uh, he gives you like a middle relief option, but a more high-end middle relief option for like a 20th, 20 to 30th ranked prospect. I love that. And by the way, I want to go back to the last trade and ca- take Casey Martin out Why? and then put someone else in. Nah, trust me. Um, I love Oh, you're – oh, no. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. don't do that to me, Jack. Don't. Oh man! Kind of oh, real quick though, before we yeah. move on, one more thing about that trade. It seems like um, you really like gets... that trade, by the way. I'm, I I think it's a fascinating trade. I think you really it's well put together. Um, just to the the lead piece of it and the point that I made about Howard, are you where are you at with Spencer? Because you know I just kind of said I, I honestly am starting to think he's just going to be a reliever long term. Um, where are you at with Spencer? So um, here's my thing. I think he is probably a reliever, but I also don't think he can be a reliever. Like, I don't think he, like, he doesn't like coming into dirty innings and whatnot. So I don't think he can handle that. Like, maybe learn to handle it, but I don't know. Um, so I'm just frustrated with him. And they, they, it seems like he's very quick to make an excuse and doesn't seem like he, he battles down or grinds down and, and kind of, you know, steps up. And, like, <laughs> again, the other night, like, disgusting. And then terrible um and sure he could be a reliever but you know i mean it's gonna be it's gonna be an inning or two here or there and it can't be a dirty inning that he can come into where if you have a guy with his stuff i want him to come into dirty innings so um i'm just frustrated with him like i'm just i'm just frustrated with him and sure it could be one of those trades that come back to bite you but it could also it, it could literally be gavin floyd i mean gavin floyd also had the most ridiculous stuff in the world just like Spencer Howard did, but he didn't put it together either. And they, I would, this would be getting more, I would think, than they got for for Gavin Floyd. So um, I just, I'm just, I'm, I'm very, very frustrated with him. He's 25 now, you know, and th- their plan was to send him down and, and stretch him out as a starter and all that stuff. So that his age, so in his age 26 season, maybe he can finally get to over a hundred innings. Like he's even close to, he hasn't pitched. Like I think he. Crossed the 50 inning mark for the first time in his career this year, so I it just seems like this is a chance to still maximize his value while he still has it. And sure, the Orioles take the risk because take the risk because Spencer Howard is a year removed from being a top 25 prospect in the sport. 
Um, and the Phillies do it because we've seen him and he's frustrated. We know. Yeah. We know. So well, to, that, to that point, like when you did the trade, like I was more upset about Ortiz and, and Casey Martin being in it, which is ridiculous. But like that, I'm just so down on how I know. Mm-hmm. And like putting, right, put, putting Ortiz hurt in that deal, but I would rather put him in there over, you know, some of the other prospects in the systems. And I think sure. he's, and what he's doing right now is just stupid. It, but also this could be, this could realistically be selling high on, on Jalen Ortiz. So, um, I, I, tend to think like it's not selling out because I actually believe in him. I mean, what he's doing is just stupid and the, and the changes look noticeable, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really interesting. It's, it's really interesting watching him kind of progress. And I, I just, I need, I need him to get to Reading. I need him in Reading very bad um, to see what he would do to that ballpark. So yeah, that's, that's the trade. Uh, yeah. So DJ Stewart for Chris Stratton. That's, that's my other bullpen upgrade. Uh, now this one, I don't think I don't think he would come here. But if you're asking me for a right-handed hitter off the bench with World Series pedigree that would bring a winning attitude to this locker room and what I think would highly enhance this locker room. There's only one player that came to mind that I think would be absolutely perfect and he's on a selling team. Any guesses? Okay, so a, a veteran he's guy. He's a veteran. He won a World Series. He's a right-handed hitter. He's a strict bench guy now. I guess he could play first base um, if you wanted him to. But he's a great leader, great locker room guy, and he would be a guy that these this team could gravitate towards. Ooh, okay. Uh, let me think. So let me. I'm just going through the teams in my head. Of um, they might have. They might have. Who's out of it? They might have played him today. Oh, Ryan Zimmerman? I am bringing Ryan Zimmerman to Philadelphia. What? I'm doing what? it. I don't care. I don't care. That... You think he'd leave Washington, though? I don't think he would leave Washington. Yeah, neither. But if they could I get him, t- if they could get if they could get Ryan Zimmerman to say, okay, I'll come, would you trade for Ryan Zimmerman? Sure. I'm telling you, man, that, guy's a, that guy would help this team a lot when it comes to leadership and all that and 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 maybe maybe help out Bryce too. I don't know. I just I mean, they definitely need leadership help. We've it's been a a running theme for us all season. I mean, how many times have we talked about it? How many times have we talked about the lack of leadership on this team? I'm with you. I would have no whether it's, and again, I think Zimmerman I think at this point in his career is just not going to leave Washington. He'd rather he just won a World Series, he'll finish it out there, but you know, someone like that, someone who's who's been in big games before, someone who is that type of person, like from a personality perspective, a a a true leadership type of guy, I think would be a great move for this team. Yeah, I think it would be important. So I, I, I there's probably another name out there that that would would fit this profile as well. Um, but something like that, something like that, they need a right-handed power option off the bench. I mean, that's what Dombrowski kind of did. Uh, with getting Steve Pierce a couple years ago on that World Series team. Obviously, this team's not as good. That's the disclaimer. I get it. But I do think adding a, a veteran of that caliber that is on a, one of these teams and would come in here and kind of bolster the bench and, and help him out a little bit. So uh, Zimmerman is just an idea. I don't think he will leave, but that's kind of where my, my head's at. Yeah, I love it. I love that kind of guy, uh, you know. We don't have the DH here, but Nelson Cruz, that type. I mean, obviously even more powerful, but, yeah. but that type of guy. I mean, Adam Duvall, not the the leadership type of guy, but a power bat who could All get right. traded. I just think with the season he's having, he'll cost more than you'd want to trade. But 
I do think that tight look, the, the Phillies clearly need a right-handed power bat off the bench. Like yeah. they do. I mean, I look mean, at the way this team is 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 structured. They they do not have that. Well, like Nappy having to come up uh two nights ago and obviously hit the ball to the wall and it almost went out, but like him being their best pinch hitting option because they yeah. burned two guys earlier. And like that's again, I don't I don't think that's Girardi's fault. I think that's just roster construction stuff. Um and even today, having to have Nola bat is also roster construction stuff because yeah. Because Harper and, and Reese had to leave the game. It's not his fault. Now, shout out to Aaron Nola for having the biggest walk in, by a pitcher in Phil's history. But um, Gerard- I still can't believe they won that game. Dude, what a I win. know. What a win. Everything's what a win. fine. I just wish this were the type of team. Like, I wish maybe it's this time, Jack. Maybe there's the time. I just wish one of these times this, you know, awesome, exciting win could, could carry over, man. Right. I just wish one to be like, Oh, that started the run, the momentum. It yeah. was all on their side, you know? Yeah, yeah. And now when... Not, and not the, the, how they roll, Jack. It's not. Now, and the thing that could kill momentum is if Bryce and, and Reese miss time here. Now, yeah. Br- Bryce said after the game he thinks he's going to play tomorrow. Reese, I don't know. He's, he has a groin. You never know with groins. And and Segura also got kind of banged up there, um, reaching for, for first base. So hopefully he's fine. So, um, you know, whatever. We can, Stay we can, in the game, obviously. At the the walk in the in the the intentional walk in the eighth and stuff too. So obviously he was in the game with that groin thing. So that's good at least. Right. Um, but yeah, look, they, they need to stay healthy. They don't have the depth to handle that kind of stuff as we've talked about just so many times. And as we've seen play out, they, they don't have a lot of, of depth, especially organizational depth once you get past the guys already on the roster right now. So yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. Not great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Great. And I'm uh, I'm finishing out my perfect offseason with one last move. Again, bringing a division guy here, but I don't care. I am trading Kendall Simmons and Kyle Glazinski to the Miami Marlins for Miguel Rojas. So he can play shortstop or third You're base. You're just going for all the guys we hate. Huh? You're just like, huh. Ryan Zimmerman hate that guy. Let's bring him here. Rojas really hate that guy. Let's bring him here. Are we gonna get Kurt Suzuki in anytime soon? Or well, any I others? also, I also is Ryan Braun still around? Can we? He get actually him? is. He's a free agent. I talk about a right-handed pop off the bench. <laughs> get Zimmer, get Brawny over here. What's yeah, Brawny up to? It's a great idea. I just want to make sure he's been taking steroids yes. before he comes back. I want to make sure he's all juiced up and ready to roll. Yeah, I need time. the uh, Ryan Braun that was hitting uh, line drives yes. 450. Yes. Yeah. Well, I also, I also hate the Hebrew Juan- Hammer. That's who I want. I also hate Juan Soto and uh, Freddie Freeman. So maybe we could trade and trade for them. God, you know? that Soto homer yesterday. The the muscling it to the off. Like that was one where everyone in left field was basically like, Oh, it's coming to us. And then it's like, Oh no, it's going over our heads and yes. it's going all over our heads too. And then all of a sudden it's in the concourse. It's like, who does that? Like what human being does that? He's unbelievable. I unbelievable. Like I that would, was one of one of the the more memorable home runs I remember seeing at Citizen Bank Park in a while. That was uh, absurd. Since probably his last one that he hit that yeah. that extra inning one. So what do you think about Miguel Rojas? Sure, I would take Miguel Ross in a second. He's like right now a thousand times the shortstop Didi is. That's so, for sure. He helps, and he can play second base. He can play all over. He can play know, third. If he gets hurt. He can play third. I love Miguel, and 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 you know what? Honestly, like. That dude feels like a leader. Like when they yes. made the playoffs last year, like he fit, he fit, like that whole COVID thing. Like I know he got it, but like it felt like he kind of like led them through that well, and yeah. was like a that kind of guy. So but I he really also he also led them to like a 
the I mean his reasoning was kind of dumb with the COVID thing, but yeah, yes. I don't remember the reasoning. I just meant in terms of on the field. Yeah, no, sure he, the reasoning. Was, he is the he is yes. the leader of that team. They probably don't want to move him because he's a leader leader of that team. But I just feel like he would come here and he would help them a lot at second, short, third if they need it. It'd be like a it's it's a better version of of uh, I almost said Glaber Torres um, <laughs> of of Ronald Torres. and um, he honestly he reminds me a lot of. Um, like, like prime, maybe post prime Martin Prado, uh, a guy Ooh, that can, I like that, that hits and plays Probably everywhere. Not quite, he's, he's better defender, less good. At yes. hundred percent. Like Prado, there was a couple years there. Prado was like a oh, 300 hitter guy. You loved, know? loved Martin Prado. Yeah, so, too. Uh, winning player. Martin yes. Prado. And that's, that's why I feel about Miguel Rojas. Like they, I want yeah. more winning players. I just need, I really like the, I would, I would trade for Miguel Rojas right now. Yeah. Like this second. I mean, uh, he's like a better version of Ron Torres. Yeah. Like what Torres has been for this team. Yeah. You know? I feel like we laid out pretty good deadlines for. I do too. Like I'm actually, this is, especially cause like these are realistic moves and realistic deadlines where like we didn't trade bone. We didn't trade Mick. We didn't trade any of those young guys. We didn't trade stop. We didn't get rid of like the, you didn't even trade Martian, right? He wasn't. No, I did. I traded, I traded him oh. and Moniac for Merrill Kelly. Oh, I forgot he was part of the Merrill Kelly trade. Yeah, which I'm fine with. I mean, look, Marchand, I think if you're going to trade, he's the prospect I'm most fine trading because you're so stocked there, obviously, for the next period of time. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm I'm in. I'm excited. Do this, Dave. Dave, make some moves. You've got Jack. All it took was one pod to get me excited. Thank you. I know. Listen, this, and let me just get this PSA out there. Yes. This team is the worst. Okay, like I get it. Like they are, they are so frustrating. And for damn the whole game today, I was like, "Who are we selling?" Yeah. But like, it's the it can be there. It can be there if they just make some good moves here. And and like if they add two starters, two just starters, like just the starters even alone. Like and, think about if we haven't had to watch Matt Moore and Velasquez, where this team could be. Well, yeah, and think if they didn't blow twenty five. And the bullpen saves. games. Yeah. 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 Um. Real quick. Real quick. Um. Just I know- real quick too. On that point, before we get off it, too. You know what? Like today is not the only time this team, for all their faults and for the many times they do come out lifeless, and that sucks. They are pretty resilient. Like they have fought back in a lot of games, particularly lately. So it is starting to get that feel of a team where at least you don't feel like it's over. You know, once once you kind of get a deficit, which is, you know, new. Yeah. It's nice, you would say. <laughs> it's nice. Um, okay, so uh, just not perfect off season, uh, but moves that I would also do tomorrow, real quick. I would, I would figure out a way to trade for for Byron Buxton if he's actually available. Like, talk about having a plus defender in center field and how awesome that would be. I know, like, he's one of those guys that if he's healthy, he's amazing. But obviously, he's never healthy. Uh, but I would give up real stuff for like if if I'm dealing Spencer Howard, I'd be I would put him in a deal for Buxton as well. Yeah, I just I can't I can't trade for Byron Buxton, not based on what it seems like they want. Like, yeah, I trade Spencer Howard. I would trade Spencer Howard for anything that I would want back, like that I think is valuable at this point. But Buxton just can't stay on the field, and he wants a huge contract. Like that's a horrible combination for me. I can't I do it. I get it. I love the talent. I'm tantalized, but I'm not trading for Byron Buxton. We know as soon as Byron Buxton gets to Philly, he's not going to play another game. I know, but he's like, so he's cool. Worst guy to try. I know. I know. He's fun. He's a fun player to root for. And plus, but... you can and plus you can watch all the YouTube highlights of how good he was in Minnesota when he never plays with the Phillies. 
Yeah. Yes, that's sounds, a win. Sounds like a win. Number one prospect in baseball once upon a time. So is Don Brown, who was at the game today, and that wow. was the main wow. reason they lost game one. Yeah, I think that sounds right. I really uh, I got no argument with that. The Twins are fascinating because if they wanted, they could take back the Donaldson contract and like get some some good players along with like Donaldson's owed like twenty one million the next few years, which is <laughs> a lot. Um, Insane. But they could they can get back you know uh, you know uh, like if they want to get in the boxing deal, Barrios probably isn't going to happen. Uh, I think he's going to get traded, just not to the Phillies. Yeah, no, I don't think they're going to do that. But uh, like Taylor Rogers, they want to do it that. It is pretty wild how quickly the Twins went from like contending team to just totally fire sailing. Yeah, well, they should definitely fire Thad Levine and let us hire him. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I've been saying yeah. forever. Yeah, let us hire him. Yes. This is good. Um, and I'm the, excited. And the second thing, I would trade for John Gray and Daniel Bard. Uh, I just don't know what they would trade for those guys because they are both rentals, I'm pretty sure. Um, but that would really help a lot. Like, John Gray John Gray has kind of figured it out this year. Slider, his slider is generating 40% whiffs, James. I mean, come on. Cool, buddy. You know what's weird about all those guys from, from him to Marquez to Gomber to whoever? Like, you look at all their stats this year. Like every single one of them has been way better in Colorado. It's really weird. Look it up. It's pretty strange. I know. I don't know well, why. The same thing with Marquez. I don't know why. Yeah. I said, yeah, and Herman. I said Mar- Marquez. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. It's so weird. I don't know why. It's really strange. Yes. So, um, yeah, it's it, tomorrow could be really exciting. We need to get this podcast out so Dave can listen to it and digest it. Yes, and... yes, we're gonna get it out right now. <laughs> I am, uh, I am going to the Phillies game in Pittsburgh this weekend. Oh, by really? The way. PNC Park. How about it? Beautiful. But, but I won't be able to record a pod till Sunday or Monday. So that's less than ideal. But uh, I can always call well, you on the phone. Right. If and, it, Listen, hey, buddy. If they make a big trade, I'll call them. We'll there do you go. That's what I needed to hear. Thank you. Okay. Done. Done. <laughs> I'll do it from the bachelor party. You can do it. Yeah, you can do it from the fish concert or whatever you're going Yes, to. the bachelor party. I'm going to a Phillies game, pal. Fish is in a couple weeks. Definitely going to that to be that. Oh, I'm so, uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right, let's get it up. What uh what any final thoughts here? Uh I actually did have a crap ton of final thoughts that I had written out. What? But I kind of hold on, hold on. Let me see if there's anything in here that I need to uh, oh do you want to read what I wrote down when they were losing? What you texted me, you mean? No, I in my in my notes. Do you want to see what I, this is what I wrote oh, down? Oh yeah, I was like, I don't think you texted me anything. No, this is what yeah. I wrote down. This is what I wrote down when the Phillies were losing, okay? Uh I wrote down Harper because I was furious. Um, I wrote down, I wrote down, cannot wait to watch, ne- to never watch Didi again, which I, which, <laughs> which I still I'm, feel. I kind of still hold true to that. Yeah. Yeah. He is, in, he Brutal. is infuriating. Yeah. And just bad Um, like both sides. Like I, I don't say this lightly and I know that they're not going to do it, but right now I'd rather just start Ronald Torres every day at short. Right. And Ronald Torres is not an everyday player. No. No, 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 he's not. But, you know, I'd rather... First of all, he's been a much better hitter, which is ridiculous, but, like, just to have someone who I know is going to play shortstop, like, we're good. Yes. Um, AJ Preller is dead to me. That was what I had written down for one of these. Um, and give Kutch a chance to win elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to Kutch, man. Yeah, like, just flames coming out of his head for the last two months. Yeah. It's been awesome. Yeah. Uh, awesome. I also had written down, this was a couple of days ago, I was thinking about this, like, I do trust Dave Dombrowski. Like, even if they don't make a big move tomorrow, I think that, if they don't make a huge move tomorrow, like, I'm fine. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, like, furious. I'm just kind of fine with it. 
because I get it. And I just trust that he kind of has this un like he doesn't come in here with preconceived notions about, you know, who's in the organization, who's not, about these players, about all this stuff. So I just, you know, I, I, I feel good about him being here and not being a disaster. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, he's a he's a pro, if nothing else, and has certainly been through a lot of trade deadlines. Has made a lot of great trades. I mean, we forget he traded for Miguel Cabrera once upon a time in Detroit. He traded for Max Scherzer. I mean, this guy has made some some big time trades in the past. And um, to your initial point, though, like I will actually probably feel better about Dave Dombrowski if he doesn't make a crazy right. big move. So yeah, I'm with you. Right, so like bringing in Dave Dombrowski and him being like, nah, I don't see it. it yeah, you know, I don't think so, guys. Which well, let's wait. would be fascinating. So it, it really would. It would really flip it on its head. <laughs> yep. And uh, just final thing here is um, just real quick on Nola a couple of days ago. Just like, thank you. Like, use his leg. <laughs> like, like use his legs and and had good fastball command. I mean, crazy how that works, uh, Aaron. So. Apparently, a couple days before that start, he was in the bullpen and, and was really just peppering the um, down-and-away fastball to righties and uh, and I think maybe found something there. So I, I feel good about Nola. Obviously, we have to you know see this for more than one start. But, man, if they can get if they can get real Aaron Nola in the second half, they have Zach Wheeler, who was, again, good today. Like, giving up the home run to Jan Gomes is infuriating. Um, Eflin apparently had a setback, which is not great. So they, they they need Nola to to be what Nola's been these last couple of years, and it was a good start in his last one. Yeah, and I would like to thank Girardi for it. Look, it was the smart thing to move Vinny. I'm guessing he did it in case the game got rained out. He didn't want to start the game with Vinny and, and not be able to use him and all that. But as a result, obviously they won the game. Thank you, Brad. Even if it didn't look like starting Christopher Sanchez made a lot of sense, it all worked out in the end. But I would like to thank Girardi for that move because now I get to see Nola on Saturday instead of who the hell knows who I would have seen. So, you know, Spencer Howard or or whoever. So pretty psyched about that. That's a that's a big one. You're, um, you're going to see John Means on Saturday. I, hey, even better. I would love that. You know, very in. Give me John Means on Saturday. Give me Kenta Maeda on Saturday, whatever it takes. Um, all right. Um, and uh, one more time. Thank you, Brad Miller. My dude. Uh, all right. My final thought. Um, Jack, I know you've had a, a tough day. Yes. You worked really hard. You know, you were there at like 10 in the morning and basically stayed there. And you're still at the studio. And it's been a long one. Yeah. And the emotions. And I know Thank how you. important this trade deadline is to you. I know where you're at with the Phillies and how much you're, you know, you need positivity. Don't, you need hope. You don't need do people it. to do things for you. Don't do it. I'm going to let it go today Thank for you. 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 It's I, ending now. I appreciate it. I didn't forget about it, obviously, but you know what? Now, I'm not going to say it might never come back. Okay. Like, there's always that threat that if given the opportunity, it will come back. But I love you, buddy. I'm letting it go. Thank you. Also, uh, shout out to everyone that came out to High Hopes Night. Wait. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm <laughs> yeah. so sorry. What a terrible job by us. Should have led the pod in this. It was awesome. Yes. We met... So many great people. And also saw a lot of great people that came to the Four Fingers, uh, you know, High Hope Sign a couple weeks before. Um, and then obviously so many new people coming out. Like it was thr- like minus the 15 to three loss, which was less fun. Like just an amazing night. Yeah, it was. And uh, met a lot of great listeners. Um, it was funny trying to differentiate like who listens to the podcast versus who won tickets on our show. That was totally. fun. 
Um, so shout out to all the listeners that came out. Uh, hopefully it's not our last one of the season. I, I would like to do one more. Um, well, but we'll see. I, I don't know if we can do it or whatnot, but, um, either way, we'll not be a last high hopes event. And, uh, yeah, thanks to everyone who came out. And, uh, final thought here, uh, Dave, I hope you enjoyed the pod. You know what to do. He's Fritz himself, so we'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs>